Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I saw something 10 years ago in Los Angeles. It's an experience that I'll never forget. Back then, I was working a temp job that required me to park my car in an underground garage. At first, it was just like any other job. I worked there for several months without incident. But one day, something happened that changed everything. It was around 9 a.m., and I was driving into the garage like I always did. But as I was driving, something caught my eye to the left of me. At first, I thought it was just a trick of the light. But as I turned to take a better look, I realized it was something else entirely. There, standing before me, was a human-like figure that was unlike anything I'd ever seen before. It was massive, eight or nine feet tall, maybe even taller. But what was truly strange was the fact that it had no facial features and no limbs. Instead, it was made of brownish smoke that was swirling ferociously and moving towards me. Not walking, but simply swirling and moving forward. 
I was frozen in terror. I couldn't move, couldn't look away. I felt like I was being pulled towards the figure, like it had some kind of strange hold on me. But then, in a moment of clarity, I snapped out of it and realized I needed to get out of there. I quickly parked my car and ran inside the building, my heart racing and my mind reeling. The rest of the day passed in a blur. I couldn't focus on my work, couldn't shake the feeling that something was following me. And as the end of the shift approached, I knew I needed to get out of there as fast as possible. I quickly jumped into my car and started driving away. But as I looked back, I saw the figure again. It seemed to be coming towards my car like it was following me. I felt a wave of panic wash over me. I couldn't stay there any longer. I needed to get out to escape whatever it was that was chasing me. I exited the garage as fast as I could, my heart pounding in my chest. And then, once I was outside, I drove away as quickly as I could. That was the last time I ever went to that building. The next morning, I quit my job and never looked back. Even now, 10 years later, I still can't explain what I saw that day. Was it some kind of ghost or apparition? Was it just my imagination playing tricks on me? I'll never know for sure. But one thing's for certain, I'll never forget that experience. And I'll always be grateful that I was able to get away from whatever it was that was chasing me. My whole family and I were camping at the Malala River. We set up camp near mile marker seven. Our campsite was right on the river. While taking a drive, we noticed some trees twisted and broken in the forest. And we thought nothing about it at the time, we just wondered. Then, even farther up the road, we pulled off of the main road and found some other people at a campsite, and my parents were chatting with them. Then my parents headed back to our car and said that we can get out and play around because they weren't done talking. Then we heard the people saying that they were Bigfoot researchers, and they showed us photographs that they had that were taken at that very campsite, and they were also beating the trees with baseball bats. They also gave my mom a book or card or something. I can't remember. Now from here on, my memory somewhat runs together, but I know it happened over about three days. The first night we noticed something. We heard two screams. Also described below one was coming from the river, just down the hill from us. That night we had some spaghetti. Oh, wow. I'll bring this back up later. My dad reassured us it was just a cougar and that we should go back to sleep. And then we all heard something walk past our tent on the gravel, and then we heard clanking and rummaging through our things near the kitchen. My mom didn't wash dishes. The next morning, we went down to the river and we found our spaghetti sauce spoon near the riverbed, clean. Our stuff was also all strewn around. Whether or not it was a Sasquatch, I am not sure. Also, we saw a track in the mud on the trail to the river, and we took a picture of it next to a tape measure. I can't remember the measurement or where it went. I'm estranged from my mother now, so I am not sure if she still has it. This is the main sighting next. My sister Marion and I were sitting on some wool blankets coloring, and my mom was cooking us some dinner again. Near my sister and I, there are three large trees, and I thought I saw something run behind the tree, and my sister looked at me too. Then we both stared and we saw a large creature, yes, Bigfoot, run behind the second tree and a somewhat shorter and smaller one ran behind the third big tree. Believe me, I bolted to my mom and she asked me what happened. 
On a funny note, it scared us so bad that my younger sister wet her pants. She then told all of us kids to get in the car. The tent wouldn't be that safe. And judging by the twisted trees, the car didn't seem that safe either when I looked back on it. I ran to the car and I looked in the trees, and there was one of the Bigfoots crouching in the bushes just staring at my mom. It scared the hell out of me and from this day. This sighting is still really vivid in my mind, and it still gives me goosebumps. My younger brother, he was only about four, ran to our tent and brought back a BB gun. And then the Bigfoot turned around and bolted in the woods on its two feet. When my dad came back that day a few hours later, it was dark. He found us all sitting in the car. I think we left the next day. I was driving with Edwin Pratt, who was 58, on our way to a farm when we witnessed something peculiar. An orange glow descended from the sky, causing our car to shudder and shake uncontrollably. We careened off the road and onto a grass verge to the right, where we came to a stop. The headlights were now four times their normal intensity. Just 15 feet in front of us was a glowing, orange cigar-shaped object that was 15 feet long and hovering just 12, 18 inches above the grass. It had a window at the top left, through which we could see the heads of three men. Suddenly, a man emerged from the object, but we saw no door open. He walked towards our car, which was now still shaking, even as he approached. The man was about six feet tall, slim, and was dressed in a silvery one-piece suit that looked like aluminum foil, complete with a seam or zipper down the front. He wore no helmet, and his skin was pale, with long blonde hair and a dark beard. As he bent over and looked into the car, we noticed that he had a long, sharp, pointed nose and piercing pink eyes that resembled those of a rabbit. To our surprise, the car's engine spontaneously started. After about two minutes, the man moved to the back of the car and disappeared from view. The object had vanished by this point, and the car behaved normally afterwards. In fact, it even performed better than before the incident. I actually live about 35 minutes from Point Pleasant, West Virginia in a little town called Ripley. I have friends in Point that have had some pretty messed up encounters driving through the McClinic Wildlife Preserve. That's where the area they call TNT is located. There are these old ammunition storage bunkers that look like giant igloos and some old worn down and deserted factories. Talk about one hell of a creepy ass place. My buddy Brian said he and two friends were out there back in 2002 driving around the maze of back roads when they heard something hit the roof of the truck. And when they looked out the back glass, they could see what looked like a person hanging gliding behind them. It was very dark and they could only make out the outline. He said it followed them and kept hitting the roof for about a mile. They were losing their minds with fear the whole time. The thing was keeping up with them even when they were doing 70 plus in a couple spots. He said he'll never forget that night. And I know he wouldn't make something like that up. He's a very devoted Christian and church goer. In the summer of 2009, my girlfriend and I were on our yearly camping trip with her mom, dad, and her brother and his wife. That year, the six of us had traveled north from where we lived near Albany, New York, to a campground in the Adirondack Mountains. 
It was a small campground, but they did have full cabins there, as well as sites for both RVs and tents. My girlfriend's parents rented one of the cabins for a week and we planned to set up a tent for ourselves just outside of the cabin. We had left after work on a Friday. We ate dinner when we got there and hung out by the fire pit. The six of us talked about all sorts of things. It was a great first night. We were all tired though, so we headed to bed at about 9.30. We'd been up since 5 a.m. that morning, having worked a full day, so we were all pretty tired. The moon was full so there was plenty of light around, but not enough to see details beyond 20 feet or so. I pitched our tent relatively close to the cabin. My girlfriend's brother and his wife pitched their tent on the far side of the cabin, about 50 feet away, about an hour later after falling asleep. I was awoken by my girlfriend, who had said she heard something outside our tent, but couldn't see anything out the mesh window. She thought it sounded like heavy footsteps walking through leaves and twigs as it moved around our site. We were near the center of the campground where there weren't too many trees. I listened a bit, but could barely lift my head since I was so tired. I didn't hear anything, so I told her not to worry and that whatever it was would probably move on soon. It was probably just some forest animal checking out our scent. I instantly went back to sleep, but I woke up again when she nudged me awake a few minutes later saying that whatever it was had moved closer. She said that she could hear breathing outside the tent and felt like something was looking at her through the mesh window. I reluctantly gave in and woke myself up to check out what might be going on. I told her not to move as I slowly unzipped the flap of our tent. As soon as I did, my girlfriend let out a scream because something jumped from the area right outside our tent and jumped into the trees right across from us. We both saw it at the same time before it darted behind the trees. It then stopped and looked back at us. It was about seven feet tall, muscular, and had a large head with long hair. The creature didn't seem aggressive, but instead seemed curious as it stood there staring at us for what felt like a long time. It had yellow eyes that almost glowed in the dark, and I feel I saw a mouth with sharp teeth. After standing there for a few seconds, it turned and slowly walked away into the woods on the other side of the campground, zipped the tent flap all the way, and stepped outside very cautiously. I looked in the direction that it had gone, but I couldn't see anything in the dark. I stood there for a bit listening before I went back inside the tent and zipped it up. I was now doubting if we had really seen anything at all, but at the same time, we both just laid there in our sleeping bags for several minutes, not saying anything and barely breathing. We were both in shock at what had just happened. We stayed awake for probably the next two hours, and we did both hear distant screaming noises a few times that night. But somehow we both finally fell asleep, although I have to admit I had dreams of being chased and running for my life through the forest. The next day, when we all got up and were making breakfast... I told my girlfriend's brother about what happened. I asked him if he had heard or seen anything at all, but he said he hadn't so it was looking as if only my girlfriend, and I had experienced it. But later that day, after a morning hike, we were sitting in the cabin with her mom and dad when one of the campground managers came by with his dog. The dog looked like a German shepherd mix. The dog was acting very strangely as if he had spotted or smelled something unusual in the area and was trying to pull his owner towards it. 
The manager passed the time a bit talking to us and checking in on us before finally asking if we had seen anything like a bear around recently, saying that his dog seemed to be very interested in our area specifically. He was wondering what could possibly be up when we told him no. He seemed relieved but said that he had received a report from other campers that they had seen a large black bear in the area and that it was smart enough to have learned how to open up their locked food storage containers. I don't know if what we saw was a bear or not, but I do know that bears don't usually stand seven feet tall or walk on their back legs. I'm pretty sure bears are nocturnal, so there's that. What exactly did we see that night? I'm not sure, but it was definitely something very strange. And out of the ordinary, my girlfriend and I are confident that it wasn't just a black bear, but something much more. And the fact that other campers had reported seeing something similar in the area lends credibility to our story. I lived in an area that wasn't very developed. Lots of sprawling forests. We had 10 acres and I was allowed to wander in the woods. As long as I didn't cross the creek, that was the border of the southern edge of the property. I was an adventurous child, though and there was a great natural pool that was up the creek past our property lines that I liked to visit. At this point, there weren't many other houses around. We had a few neighbors, but it was mostly undeveloped fields and forest. For some reason, though, I crossed the creek and started up the slope on the other side. I guess I finally wanted to see what was on the other side. The whole grass is greener thing or something. Probably just because I was told not to, and I loved breaking rules. I remember stumbling upon a clearing with a camper in it, a sort of run-down camper. Now, it would be extremely challenging to get a camper this far into the woods. At least I'm pretty sure it would be a challenge. It's been a long time. And as a child, the woods seemed endless. There were no campgrounds around. And I don't know. I just had a weird feeling. I didn't see anyone, but I just knew that someone was living there. So I quickly left, crossed back over the creek, and hiked back to my house. I told my dad about it, but he told me not to worry and not to go back there. I'm tempted to ask him if he remembers this, but he's going on 71 now, and I'm not sure he'd remember something that happened such a long time ago. I must have been about 12 when it happened. I was sailing around the Hebrides with a crew of six, and we're doing a three-on-three off-rota. At about 5 a.m., a thick layer of fog started to roll in and the wind dropped. We must have been moving at most three, five knots. All of a sudden, I see something in the distance and ask the first mate to check the radar to see if it is another vessel. Nothing on the radar. I ask him to check the charts to see if it's a land mass. Nothing on the charts. We used the telescope to try get a good look, but the fog was too thick. About two, three minutes later, the mass starts to get larger and what seems closer and closer until finally breaching and motoring past no more than 20 yards off our port side. I'm not sure what type of sub it is, but according to the...